It's Biden's supply chain economy and stock market. Some 300 massive container ships are sitting in our 20 ports with Chinese, Japanese, South Korean, Vietnamese vendors of the supply chain inventory waiting to be unloaded for distribution to numerous supply lines of transport and delivery. To empty wholesale and retail big box shelves. With that comes waste due to spoilage, passing use by dates and general damages caused by the trips all totaling, uninsurable damages for delivery exceeding contract provisions. The USA has outsourced $48 billion imports per month from China. And another $30 billion from South Korea, Japan, and Vietnam. With the supply line container ships sitting in our 20 ports averaging 10 to 80 ships or over 300 waiting to be unloaded. With China having 37,311 Teos, 4 containers, daily totaling 160,000 containers on 148 Chinese vessels holding 610,000 Teo, as present to over 100 countries or 2.4 million containers waiting to be unloaded, carrying 4 per truck. Then transported by 2 million USA semi-trailer truck drivers, 68% of all freight is transported by semis. Or by 1,000 USA trains, 25% of the containers, 200 per train, this creates opportunity costs of $8 trillion to $10 trillion of GDP worldwide, stalled delivery and waste due to spoilage. This is, 2.4 million containers per year loaded and unloaded by 400,000 workers with 1 million sky lifts and forklifts, delivered by 2 million truckers, 167,000 rail workers, by 400,000 FedEx employees, 434,000 UPS employees, and USPS 669,000 employees then stocked and shipped by 950,000 Amazon employees, 2.5 million Walmart employees, 254,000 Costco employees, 210,500 Walgreen employees stocking retail shelves. More than 6.5 million American enterprise workers making the supply chain function on a daily basis, with 8 million job openings in all facets of supporting the supply chain businesses. This doesn't even come close to the real cost that is the labor shortage will disappear when the container shipments begin to shrink due to layoffs in the supplier and manufacturing supply line production slows, particularly in China since their GDP is totally dependent on the USA consumers having what they demand, and on time. This is like the heart refusing to pump blood due to the legs because they are broken. 90% of the world's global trade is shipped by sea, with 70% in containers. That costs $30,000 per container plus thousands for shipping by cargo ships, trains, planes and trucks. Both parties are at fault due to ignorance when workers stay home until they are vaccinated or closed down due to mandated masks and vaccinations. This unanticipated consequence has a far-reaching impact on unemployment and new job forecasts that are affecting the American GDP, that depends on having the shelves and online ordering businesses fully stocked to have an adequate inventory supply for the holidays and everyday shopping demand. If not, stagnation follows, with inflation of cost and prices close behind. This is the very reason we need a change in direction away from two-party politics that perpetuate polarized takedown, of the American enterprise system. Both parties are lost when it comes to common-sense business decisions. We now have leadership that doesn't have a clue about supply chain management. They both display ignorance about shortages of inventory that will amount to a recession or even worse a disastrous depression if there is a run on the banks and stock market. If this happens America is sliding into chaos politically with the unprepared and unqualified current administration proposing even more deficit spending, with $5.2 trillion in additional spending over the next 3 to 10 years. I view this as the straw that breaks America's financial back. Those cargo ships just sitting in the holding pattern represent survival for both the USA and CCP. Each are solely dependent on a smooth supply line for their economic partnership for the good of capitalism and socialism. 
Unfortunately, China sits in the driver's seat since they control the manufacturing and supply lines for most all of America's staples and healthcare PPE and pharmaceuticals. Our leverage is the supply of grain, cattle, pork, technology and energy. With the Biden administration stumbling and bumbling the USA is in a spiral of high prices, declining value of the dollar, unemployment, inflation and fear of the continuing fear caused by the Democrats, all a Dr. Fauci, a patronage voice for the liberal big brother and brotherhood jet set. Good morning. America's snowball chances in hell. Biden's stock market crash. He's bought it. President Biden and his cabinet now own the supply line crisis, the job market, the GDP stock market, and the economy. That's the snowball snowball in hell that the new administration's policies and executive orders are creating. I'd like to read you the different ports. There are 20 where there are uh, uh, container ships just sitting there waiting to enter our economic system. They are in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, the Everglade Port, Savannah, Georgia, Charleston, South Carolina, Jasper Ocean, Seattle, Tacoma, San Pedro, Oakland, Mobile, Gulfport, New Orleans, Houston, Miami, Palm Beach, Boston, Wilmington, Delaware, Philadelphia, New York, and Norfolk. Are you uh, as amazed as I am that we have that many ports that have container ships waiting? In total, that's about 300 massive container ships. And they're from, principally from China. But they're also Japanese, South Korean, Vietnamese vendors of the supply chain inventory, waiting to be unloaded. Why is this uh, President Biden's and his cabinet's doing? Four major reasons. One, their incompetence when it comes to supply line businesses. I don't think they have a clue. And President Biden admitted it yesterday. Number two, bad policies when it comes to labor shortage due to disincentives. He's bragging on the number of jobs created or when they're just businesses that restarted. And the labor shortage is because of certain uh, handouts that have been send to, sent to people since his uh, inauguration. Number three, incompetence in dealing with China's business strategy and tactics. Even though Joe claims to be the buddy of uh, China, he and Hunter, uh, I don't think he has a clue on what their strategy and tactics are going to be when it comes to honoring the supply chain. Number four, lack of understanding of the impact on the GDP and stock market. Again, Joe is not a businessman. Never has been, never will be. From what I read, he flunked third grade and almost and did flunk his uh, law exam a few times. So not 
you know, saying that that's uh, um, the cause of all this. I'm just saying that it's the contributing number four uh, reason, lack of understanding of the impact on the GDP and stock market. He doesn't have uh, the background or the knowledge to do that. He's been a bureaucrat for uh, almost 50 years. Okay, we're going to discuss these. Uh, number one, the supply line crisis. Some 300 massive container ships are sitting in our 20 ports with Chinese, Japanese, South Korean, uh, Vietnamese vendors of the supply chain inventory waiting to be unloaded. This is for the distribution to su numerous supply lines of transport and delivery to empty wholesale and retail box shelves until they are unloaded. And the more we see that, the more we're going to understand that this is a crisis. With that comes waste due to spoilage, passing due dates, and general damage caused by just sitting in the ocean, all totaling uninsurable damages for delivery that exceed contract provisions. This doesn't even come close to the real cost. That is the labor shortage that will eventually appear when the container shipments begin to shrink due to layoffs in the supplier and manufacturing supply line production as it slows in China and Japan. If it can't get delivered, it's not gonna get made. Uh, particularly in China, since their GDP is totally dependent on the USA consumers having what they demand and getting it on time. This is like the heart refusing to pump blood to, to the legs because they are broken. When the supply line breaks, everything breaks. Reason number two, impact of disincentives causing labor shortages. Well, um, people sitting at home getting checks, not really looking for a job, uh, not wanting a job. Some of this is just ingrained into uh, Americans when there are, when there are disincentives for work. 90% of the world's uh, global trade is shipped by sea with 70% in containers that have to be unloaded and loaded again on transport. The USA has outsourced 48 billion imports per month from China, 48 billion, unbelievable, almost a trillion a year. And another 30 billion from South Korea, Japan, Vietnam, and a few others. With the supply line com uh, container ships sitting in our 20 ports, averaging 10 to, to 80 ships or over 300 waiting to be unloaded, with China having 37,311 TEUs, TEU standing for four uh, containers, daily totaling 160,000 containers on 148 Chinese vessels, holding 610,000 TEUs, where they deliver those to over 100, 100 countries, or 2.4 million containers waiting to be unloaded, carrying four per truck, transported by two million in the United States, semi-trailer truck drivers. No wonder we're short, short on truck drivers. They probably uh, 
found another job when the small businesses were shut down because most of them are small businesses and they own, they own their own rig. 68% of all freight is transported by semi-trailer trucks and 1,000 uh, delivered by trains. Uh, another 25% of the containers are, are delivered by trains. Uh, some two or 300 per train. This creates opportunity costs, unfortunately, of eight to trillion eight to ten trillion dollars of gross domestic product worldwide and when it's stalled in delivery. Watching this on uh, the news is just creepy. It makes you sick at your stomach to see that our economy is is dependent upon uh, whether we can uh, unload and load and transport to get it to the shelves. This is 2.4 million containers per year loaded and unloaded by 400,000 workers with a million sky lifts and forklifts, delivered by 2 million truckers, 167,000 rail workers, uh, 400,000 FedEx employees, 434,000 UPS employees, and the, and the post office, 669,000 employees. And then stocked and shipped by 950,000 Amazon employees, 2.5 million Walmart, Walmart employees, 254,000 Costco employees, 210,000 Walgreens employees, stocking retail shelves. More than 6.5 million American enterprise workers making the supply chain function on a daily basis and at the same time, 8 million job openings and all facets of supporting the supply line businesses. Something has gone way wrong here. This is the very reason we need a change in direction away from a two-party politics that perpetuates polarized takedown of the American enterprise system. Both parties are lost when it comes to common sense business decisions and solving uh, supply line problems. We need, and is it their responsibility? Well, they're making the rules now and they're telling us what we can do and can't do. So we're, we're sitting here more like Russia than what the United States used to be. We now have leadership that doesn't have a clue about supply chain management, nor the impact on our economy, a gross domestic product and our stock market. Without that, they're all gonna fall. They both display ignorance about shortages of inventory, and that will amount to a recession or even worse, a disastrous depression. If there's a run on the banks in the stock market, it's due to this supply chain uh, breakdown. If this happens again, and it probably will, it's, it may become a uh, weapon that China uses against us to get rid of tariffs, who knows, or increased prices. It's because America is sliding into chaos politically with the unprepared and unqualified current administration proposing even more deficit spending with $5.2 trillion in additional debt financing over the next three to 10 years. We're losing our rear ends as it is and owe everyone on earth. 
and don't have enough money to continue to pay interest if the Fed raises it one or two percent. Come on, this is this is crazy. It's sliding us right into the to the pit of bankruptcy. Number three, how to deal with China's competition. I view this as the straw that breaks America's back. Those cargo ships just sitting in the hole pattern represent economic survival to book for both the USA and the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, Incorporated. Each are solely dependent on a smooth supply line for their economic partnership, for the good of capitalism and socialism. My vision is one of night of the 1929 crash when an when investors were rushing to chase a wildly speculative stock market due to the lack of confidence in the businesses to sustain uh, profit and earnings per share. When it became apparent that the underlying profits didn't exist and earnings per share uh, didn't exist, caused a run on the market and banks as well when people needed to get their money out. Something like this is, is uh, the symptoms are, are there. Number four, lack of understanding of the impact on the GDP and stock market. This is the very reason we need to change a, a, another change in direction away from the two-party politics that perpetuate polarized takedown of the American Enterprise Party. Both parties, despite ignorance, when workers stay home, until they are vaccinated or told they can go back to work, or the small businesses are allowed to make their own decisions when it comes to how they run their business and take the risk that is always involved in living in America. This unanticipated consequence has a far-reaching impact on unemployment and new job forecasts that are affecting the American GDP. That depends on having the shelves and online ordering businesses fully stocked to have an adequate inventory supply for the holidays and everyday shopping demand. If not, stagnation flows with inflation of cost and prices are close behind. That is exactly why President Trump, a businessman and expert in bankrupting businesses, tried to teach Congress and they dumped him for the opposite result certain empty shells, causing higher prices, higher taxes, negative GDP growth, and certain BK, yes, bankruptcy. This will arrive when we cannot pay for the interest of borrowing using treasury bills owned by our competitors and enemies. If the interest rate, as the Fed tends to do and probably will do, increase the discount rates to the banking system, which drives up the interest rates for businesses uh, and government treasury bills, that will sink the ship. It almost did in 2005 through 2007 when they did the same thing and it did sink the housing business for a decade. And many of the uh, mortgage brokerage houses uh, were targeted. Some some were too big to fail and one or two failed. Just to be an example of 
the consequences of when the Fed increases the discount rate. Collateralized, all of this is collateralized, collateralized by our big brotherhood businesses, natural resources and technology. So if we don't pay China their interest, what can they do? Well, they can stop the supply line, which just kind of uh, chokes the heck out of our uh, GDP. Um, or they can uh, buy up small business in this country when they fail, unless we have a law that prevents it. Uh, they could start uh, wanting to uh, tap into our natural resources and technology through uh, buying them at, at uh, high prices. Summation. Well, the, the news isn't good. Um, and, and, and the reason mainly is because we're experiencing the, the consequences of elections. I am not saying that President Trump would have solved all of our current financial problems. I'm sure he wouldn't. He gauged our success on the basis of the stock market uh, score keeping, and uh, that's pure speculation. So the only thing he can really score us on is gross domestic product, the interest rates, and our pay down of the debt to our uh, comp competitors and enemies. Such as now the stock market at 35,000 doesn't have the pro profits and earnings per share to support uh, those levels. With the after effects of the pandemic close and close down of the small business under underpinnings. The ordinary American worker was now under the control of a Democrat presidency and a Congress of Joe Biden, Cam Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, and Nancy Pelosi, who have zero business acumen. Rather than supporting the workers, including teachers, to take a risk and go to work for their own good, they shut down the supply lines that support the government and the workers. This is worse than any strike by a teacher's union. This is the precursor uh, cursor of depression, then bankruptcy with America staggering under inflation, which is now starting to escalate, declining value of the dollar, which has happened over the last 10 years, and control of the supply lines by our competition, China, main competitor, China. However, if U.S. goes down, so will the CD, C, CCP. Bottom line is we need a third party to break up the marriage of the two-party system with a divorce using a swing vote pulling them back to reality. It takes green money to make Green New Deal money, not borrowing our payroll and hiding our liabilities and printing in the red funny money to fund the Green New Deal and the infrastructure of earmarks and social wish lists. In closing, Milton Friedman invented the withholding tax system in the 1940s to force taxpayers to pay as you go not borrow money to pay your taxes later and then not pay them. Now we have the opposite. We borrow and print money to support legislation we will never be able to afford on the premise that the GDP and the smart stock market will grow faster than the debt 
and deficits. These are the signs of a uh, insolvent business. Insolvency occurs when you have more debt than you have assets, particularly the current assets, which would include cash and access to cash, paying down your current liabilities, which in this instance would be for the supply lines rather than having to, to borrow money to buy anything, which is where we are right now. We're buying from the supply, uh, supply, um, the supply pro providers, the manufacturers, we're borrowing from them to pay them to ship their goods and we're even paying the shipping and then we put them on our shelves and don't charge them anything for using our consumer market. How can that work? You know, in the meantime, they're behind the scenes stealing the technology or actually reverse engineering it to uh, sell it back to us with improvements. This happens with the automobiles and it's happening every day with, with everything on earth typically has been invented by Americans. So, you know, you can't look at this as well as being taken advantage of. We have to look at it as a competitive war of trade. China certainly is considering, considering this a war. Their goal is to take down America as a democracy. They would love to have our natural resources. They would love to have our talent and our intellect and our dedicated, enterprising Americans that will that take a risk every day when they get in their car, and, and less than 1% really are afraid uh, to go without a mask or not get vaccinated, or, or, or really wondering why Dr. Fauci never talked about especially, which was natural immunity. Uh, th this is all very puzzling in a country of freedom of speech, which is now talked about being shut down by our social media, uh, and we can't express, and nor can I express myself here. So, because I expect them, if I get enough following, to probably be shut down. So, but uh, I have books now, I have them out in the, into the distribution system. If they take those and burn them, well, I guess I won't be able to communicate that way. But I'm the founder and CEO of the American Enterprise Party. And this is an idea that I had in 1991 when Gingrich and Dole promised in a contract with America 10 principles, which never happened. And so in my book, um, The American Enterprise Manifesto, which I had published in 2012, I started talking about how that didn't get done and how it has to get done. So my latest book, The American Enterprise Party, has three volumes. The first volume is why we have to have a third party to be a swing vote in Congress so we can break ties, we can, we can pull the streams, which are, are taking over both parties towards the middle. The independent voters are the ones that are going to uh, make America work. They, they, they lean one way or the other, left or right, or liberal or, or conservative. 
But in, with a swing vote, they then have an opportunity to have to make a difference. And those that have voted habitually for the Democrats and for the Republicans that feel that the extremes are taking over their party need to have another choice. That choice is the American Enterprise Party. Enterprise is what has made America great. It's what will make America great now and in the future. What is enterprise? Well, it's monetary capital, investing in businesses that we will call enterprises, and bringing in human capital, which we will call the social element, dealing with the capital element to produce businesses that make money, profit, which is the ability to reinvest money in the business as it grows. And as it grows, the country grows. The gross domestic product, the gross national product are all built on enterprising Americans working with capitalists or investors to create profit. Profit motive is not a dirty word. It is the whole concept of having something to work for, which you can convert value to your family's needs and your lifestyle. And the whole dream of everyone being rich is really not uh, the capitalist system. It's allowing each individual to pursue opportunities and take risks and get the rewards. It's pretty simple. And when that is taken away from the Americans that have always lived in that culture, then we're going to have some uh, 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 revolution, not of the BLM folks, because they have their uh, their reason for rioting. You know, every every protest turns into a riot. I'm not calling this the white re revolution, no way. This is the humanistic revolution that says this is not about religion, it's not about race, it's not about money. It's about human beings having a prosperous life, which em embodies families of every color and every gender. And, and that's the strength of America. Why, do, as, why does the rest of America, uh, Americans, sorry, why do the rest of the people in the world want to come and be Americans? There must be something special going on here. And at the same time, we're here living it and we're letting it get away from us. You know, my main focus when it comes to climate change and Green New Deal is we need to spend the money cleaning up our, our ghettos and our inner cities. And they're, 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 they're shameful. And, and giving opportunity to all members of gangs and giving them the financing as opportunity zones or enterprise zones to be employed to clean it up and then also to uh, turn around and invest some of that money in opening their own business in those communities. They're underserved and they're not properly um, uh, having a um, fruitful life. And that's not my, just my opinion. I'm just saying is that that should be our first priority 
when we start talking about how do we uh, set up a budget and how do we pay for it, all those things that need to be considered. But in this situation, it is ridiculous to, to say we're going to spend money on managing the Earth's climate when it is in this huge cosmos and this Earth that's been here for 80 billion years, and we're going to to manage Mother Nature and Father Time. And we're going to control El Nino and El Nina. We're going to control the trade winds. We're going to control the clouds and 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 the resulting uh, air beneath Earth um, clouds. So all of that is is to me is lacking in any insight for what we truly can deal with. And it's always the suggestion is just pick the things that you can can make a difference with and focus on that. And right now it's not climate change. It's not a Green New Deal. There's a lot of scientists talking this, that we have just a few years to, to fix it. Whatever fixing is going to be done is going to be fixed by whatever uh, greater uh, greater power is managing the cosmos, and that isn't us. So we need to focus in on what our problems are in our country, not worry about the rest of the country. They're going to have to manage themselves. They have problems. This is not issues. We're, we're not talking political talk. And when you say, well, this is an issue, that's an issue, that is woke, this is no, no, no. Problems is what we need to focus on. And that's where we have gone astray in our government. Is there talking issues? Our media talks issues, the pundits talk issues, the, 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 everybody calls it an issue. You know, somebody shoots somebody else, it's an issue. No, it's a, it's a huge problem. If you just keep your ears open, you'll see what I mean is that issue is the biggest word used in, in, in our media in our newspapers, in, in our talk, we don't use the word problem anymore. Issue doesn't require a solution. It's just an argument. And usually you just get, you get over it or compromise or table it. Our government uses that all the time because they don't want to be held responsible for the problems they create. This is a poem I wrote for the book the American Enterprise Manifesto. It's called Inflation, Deflation, Stagnation. Simple economics is never simple. It's an imposing dimple. So keep it simple, Simon, or suffer an infested pimple. Inflation, it's paying more and getting less. I see it when I pass the gas station. I see it when I get my spendable ration. I see it when I see it when I read about the nation. More inflation. Getting less and wanting less. I can't view it with elation, nor can I understand its creation, but I'm suffering from its impregnation. More inflation. They say it's an expectant economy's gestation. A dollar chasing frustration and government spending sensation in the name of a political indigestion. Less inflation. 
Maybe it's just the result of my faulty expectation that my welfare check comes from excess taxation and my personal accounts don't contribute to stagnation. A, pre a pregnant economy due to excess consumption and not managing the business gestation with a buying and borrowing obsession, which means it's our personal responsibility to manage our business and affairs for maximum return so government doesn't destroy initiative just to be taxed for what we earn. Deflation. A pregnant economy due to excess consumption and not managing the business gestation with a buying and borrowing obsession, which means it's our personal responsibility to manage our enterprise and affairs for maximum return so government doesn't destroy initiative just for what we used to earn. What does GNP mean? It means growth was good, nation was strong, profits were earned. Now, GDP. Government can't save us, dollar value is down, plunging us into endless debt. Deflation is primarily due to the Federal Reserve monetary policies and interference with member bank discount rates, sinking the subprime markets and the value of the dollar. So now we get to stagnation. Spending less and getting less quality is when the government gives away too much, controls lives with a tax crunch, telling everyone what they should eat at lunch, and runs everything on an, on an academic hunch. It is when the debt service becomes an excessive burden on the cost of producing products and services for a profit, and the government jobs make GDP grow, even though it adds nothing to cash flow. Inflation, deflation, stagnation. The imminent demise of a nation is time for a reorganization. Elect someone with a business reputation, where the capitalist is the beast, the socialist is the least, the worker is the yeast, the consumer is the feast. Then it's time for a third party, the American Enterprise Party. The swing vote party that pulls the two-party extremes towards the middle and lets the laissez-faire market decide the ride. By bringing together the capital and worker for liberty and opportunity for all to decide. To save the American dream. By October 18th. The current debt limit of $28.4 trillion and our current debt of $28.43 trillion is in default. Even using cash basis budgeting and accounting, that understates debt, USA is in trouble, if this default goes past October 18th. What are the ramifications if the default continues? Guess what, if America goes down, China goes down as does the world economy in the following ways, 1. It triggers a downgrading of the USA credit rating, 2. Markets will plunge. Interest on treasuries and bank debt will skyrocket. 3. Social Security holds $2.9 trillion in treasury bonds and will not be able to pay benefits if the interest isn't paid. 4. Private pension funds and mutual funds hold 25% of the treasury bonds and need interest payments at the higher interest levels. 5. Federal government pension funds hold one half of the U.S. debt. The pensioners may not receive benefits timely. 6. Value of dollar will collapse. Demand will plummet and inflation will graduate upwards to 10 to 20 percent. 7. The US dollar as the unit of account reference currency for worldwide trade will be replaced by the Chinese yuan. 
8. American standard of living will decline over time. Cost of living increases will set in immediately. 9. USA effectively couldn't afford imports nor shipping costs. 10. Trade with foreign supply lines will be curtailed. Creditors such as China, will have to take a haircut. 11. It will cost 6 million private sector jobs. 12. GDP will drop 4% immediately. The $21 trillion GDP will decline at the rate of 2-3% to per month. 13. American households will lose $15 trillion in value, causing a run on banks for savings, fearing the worst. Since this isn't the first time this has happened, as of late, approaching the debt limit cliff happened during the Obama administration. The proposed solution was, to mint a trillion-dollar plutonium coin and deposit it in the Federal Reserve Bank to borrow against, to avoid exceeding the debt limit. At that time it was $20 trillion. It wasn't done, but the problem was kicked down the road to Trump, who deferred it in 2019 due to the COVID pandemic. Now, most economists say the $1 trillion plutonium coin isn't feasible to save the great American institution. Instead, both parties had to increase the debt limit numerous times, just to avoid all of the above. Even so, it still didn't break any spending and legislative habits, the Congress just made it worse with the Biden-slash-Sanders Socialist Manifesto, resulting in 70 executive orders to reverse Trump policies, that was destined to increase the cost of government, with $5.6 trillion in delusion, a transformational socialist wish list and welfare debt. Now, it is at time when the debt limit is exceeded and Congress has two days to get approval for a new number. Since, America only has 900 metric tons of plutonium, valued at $28 million per ton or $25 billion justifying $1 trillion in borrowing. This falls way short of collateralizing a $1 trillion plutonium or Bitcoin. So, I guess the 25 million millionaires and billionaires, with their $159 trillion in wealth, need to step up and bail the great American enterprise out of, eventual bankruptcy. With that much leverage, they could mint their own $159 trillion in bitcoins and buy out every default of the debt limit, will they? Probably not, with Biden-slash-Sanders running the show with Janet Yellen, Secretary of Treasury. Considering minuting 100-year Treasury bonds, the insanity goes on and the cliff gets bigger. More importantly, who caused this to happen? Was it the American workers? Was it the American voters? Was it Russia's hacking that caused it? Was it China's taking over our supply lines and technology development? Was it Trump's fault? Is it Biden's fault? Was it the media's failure to report the deficits and debt, as it accumulated? Was it Fox News or CNN, that failed to warn us? Or is this the way kingdoms, rise and fall into disarray then disappear? Is Washington burning, as did Rome, when Caesar was assassinated March, 44 BC, and Trump was dumped, January 20, 2021? Probably yes, to all of those conditions. Can we save the American dream with more debt? Absolutely not. Now is the time for an intervention by a third political party, that is expert in bailouts and financial reorganization. Check out my American Enterprise Party Trilogy books, for the solutions. Volume 1, Why We Need a Third Party, Volume 2, How to Do It, and Volume 3, Who Will Do It? The answer is a swing vote in the Senate, House, state legislatures, school boards, judicial races and at the dinner table debates. Doing so, pulls the extremes, left and right, to the middle and allows independents to choose solutions, not money ticks determining their politics. Currently there are 76,832 IRS agents. The Biden $5.6 trillion infrastructure and jobs bill, proposes hiring of another 87,000 agents, to catch America's legalized citizens, cheating on their tax returns. 
starting with monitoring each American's checking and savings account transactions over $600, using the U.S. banks as undercover agents, for reporting what accounts should be audited for criminal underpaying of their income taxes. The current IRS budget is $12.3 billion. The addition of 87,000 agents will cost $12 billion, or doubling the IRS budget. Assuming they find 200 million working Americans that are cheating the government out of $600 per annum, amounts to $12 billion increased taxes or a break-even on increased cost, so any benefit will have to come from the 26 million, millionaires and billionaires in America, with net worth of $158.2 trillion, by using a tax rate of 39% on, AGI, adjusted gross taxable income rate of 12% of net worth would be $15.5 trillion, AGI, equals approximately $2.3 trillion in annual income taxes. Compared to the 175 million taxpayers, making under $400,000, times an effective tax rate of 12.48% equals $1.1 trillion in annual income taxes. This totals $3.3 trillion in annual tax revenues to pay for an amortized $5.6 trillion infrastructure and jobs bill plus another $6.2 trillion annual operating costs, creating $10 trillion more debt per year for spending deficits, due to Congress fiscal failures. How are the increased $5.6 trillion Biden-slash-Schumer-slash-Pelosi spending bills going to be paid for when new taxes aren't going to even pay for doubling the IRS payroll let alone the other socialist dreams? Such as the Green New Deal, including personal carbon allowances, the American Jobs Program, free K-12 public education, free college, free housing, free health care and welfare checks for 2 million illegal immigrants. Plus a myriad of other unwarranted wish list socialist programs. Of course. This will warrant assuming another $5.6 trillion in debt, by printing currency to cover the deficits and inflation, using dollars with plummeting value, supplemented by the Fed selling of 30 or 100-year treasures to China and Japan. This is what stokes the $600 trillion derivative bubble that America and the worldwide banking system is sitting on. This is the result of the Sanders-slash-Biden manifesto that literally moves America to a big brother and brotherhood totalitarian government with Marxist-like controls when they use the IRS to snoop on Americans' personal bank accounts to criminalize tax avoidance. In the background is China that owns our supply lines, the wholesale and retail markets including our stock market, where hundreds of of millions of Americans' monies are invested in China businesses, through pension trusts, mutual funds and real estate ventures. Such as Everglade Real Estate, Alibaba, Great Wall Motors, China Shenhua Energy, Costco Shipping servicing our wholesale, real estate and retail businesses. This is why American voters need a third political party that specializes in foreign exchange, trade, tariffs and lowering manufacturing labor costs to be able to move the staples back to America, so we aren't paying for and indebted for their profiting on our technology, marketing system and shipping costs. This would be the American Enterprise Party, that bases taxation on net worth not AGI with America currently having unrecorded debt, www.usedebtclock.org of $159 trillion that is sitting in foreign investors' hands compared to the $158 trillion net worth held by the 26 million wealthiest Americans, which is 99% of American total wealth of $160 trillion. This replaces our institutional model to a free enterprise model, where our economy is managed as a business rather than a church, fraternity or labor union. This would change taxation from AGI to a reinvestment of capital from the wealthy at a rate of 5% of their wealth or $7 trillion per year as a pay-down of the national unrecorded debt, making America's future based on equity not deficit spending. Keeping our $21 trillion GDP ahead, not behind, 
China's $14 trillion GDP that has come from the transfer of America's wealth to China. This happened when our high manufacturing labor costs were shifted to their low labor costs thus escalating Chinese income, profits and GDP. As a result, China is still stealing our technology and wealth which feeds their economic growth and prosperity. To nullify, this growing derivative bubble, we need to tax China for the annual $800 billion imbalance in trade, by charging them marketing fees for using our consumer markets, until we have taken back our supply lines. Wake up America, we must manage our financial affairs competently, for our future, and not become an authoritarian communist state beholding to our enemies.